Sloan Studio. Look at these mantles they made. That's interesting. Huh. Oh, I never done that. As the pilot, we just call this the Squawkers. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Squawk Talk. Mm. Squawk 2020. Talk. Cool with that. Can you hear me? I, I, we can hear you. It's recorded. Spiced <laughs> <laughs> up the morning a little bit. So, I'm redoing my bathroom in my basement. Because I have a leak in the wall from the kitchen sink that leaked out underneath a shower and then into the living room. And I had to pull up carpet. And now i got to redo this bathroom. And that's fine. But here's what I've been thinking. Wall-mounted toilet. Mm, urinal. Well, I don't really have room for urinal. I think that's cool. But I don't have the room for it. I think you got to have a toilet and a urinal. You can't just have one. What about a bidet? No. Oh, you want to talk about bidets? Because <laughs> I got a whole idea. Here's the thing about bidets that I don't understand. Okay? A. Do you realize that one of two things happens with a bidet? <laughs> right? It's to clean your junk. I think typically people think it's for women, and it is. But I think men are allowed to get in there, too, if you want to. I think your balls would sit in the basin. <laughs> so mainly it's for women. So there's a whole apparatus for women in every hotel and every house in France. But not every house and hotel has a urinal in the room. But anyway, whatever. We all like a fresh I think a bidet regime. is about cleaning your asshole. A little bit both, I think. But but my question with the bidet is, how do you? What do you do? Just like get with your hand in there and just like no. scrub? So the, the, okay, the, no. So this is the this is the question. If you look at a bidet, the controls are in the back, so you do not sit on a bidet the way you sit <laughs> on a toilet because the controls are behind you, right? So you have to face the wall when you sit on bidet. But if you're wearing pants and you've dropped your pants around your ankle, you cannot sit on the bidet that way. So now you've got to take off your pants. So now you took a shit and you're like, I don't got time for toilet paper. I'm going to hit the bidet. But I got to take off my shoes and take off my pants so I can face the wall to operate the controls to blast my asshole. <laughs> so now you're sitting there without pants. You blast your asshole and you're feeling fantastic. What are you trying yourself with? Is there a public bidet towel that everybody uses that's hanging on the wall? Or does every hey. guest get their own towel? I mean, this is stuff that doesn't make any sense to me. Is there a handbook? Because you can't just pull up your, your pants with a wet area. You've got a towel off. But I've never seen a stack of towels that you then throw away because you just dried up your junk with it all. They don't make any sense. I think most people in France or wherever just wash their feet in those things. <laughs> they're like foot washers. You don't think they wash their asshole? I think they're meant to wash their asshole, but the French do not wash the asshole. They wash mm. their feet in the bidet. That's what I think. Yeah. So they just walk into the bathroom just to wash their feet? And I'm not sure that that's worth the apparatus just for their feet. That's my that's my opinion on bidet. Personally, I think a bidet is amazing. I think it's a great way to clean your ass. And then, what, how did you dry your ass? I didn't worry about that. Well, afterwards. you had to have dried it somehow. You had to have, with the public towel. 
that anybody in that room was going to use if it was your house or oh no no son that's the asshole towel <laughs> don't dry your hands on that i was there 15 minutes ago drying my asshole and my balls with that towel don't put but, your face okay, in that towel okay okay it could be a clean towel well it was a clean towel <laughs> yeah but i'm saying it could be a clean towel but it could have been washed 45 times well any hotel towel's been washed 100 times with God knows what, but the one hanging next to the bidet is the bidet towel, and that was drying some junk and some asshole moments ago. Yeah, it's, it's we jumped we jumped right into bidets in washing assholes. I really hope you didn't eat garlic the day before. God, well, but you spent a lot of time in Europe. Like you never used a fucking bidet. You know, no, I never did. You never did. I, I really didn't. Because I didn't know what the hell that was for. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't really explained to me by anyone. All right. At, so, at the, at the time. So, so I would say your undercarriage is still dirty because you never used it. <laughs> well, time out, time out, time out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So when, 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 if you could think back to whatever age you were, when was the first time you were ever introduced to a bidet? TV? experience six whatever. years old and you know i thought it was probably a toilet my mom was probably like that's a bidet but then there was no explanation as to what it was for it was like a, oh it was a bidet. it's a bidet you know don't go don't go you know like, stay away from this toxic <laughs> but i didn't know why but you grew up in europe and you're you never had an ex- explanation to we like... didn't have one in our house yeah, at some point, somebody was like, that's for washing your butt. And you're like, what? The, how does that... Okay, so the for, for me, the first time I ever saw a bidet was Crocodile Dundee. Hmm. Did he wash his ass? No, and that's he a... washed his boots in there, probably. Yeah, that's not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever used a bidet? No. No, yes. I would use it if I had one. I, I've I get created it now. my own bidet, but I've never used a I bidet. Would, I think everybody likes the Japanese toilet seat now. No, I think I think there's something to be said about the bidet. Have you ever turned a bidet on the power in those things shooting straight up? It goes like four feet. Well, that's you, an enema. You have to know how to use it. You just have to like turn it on slightly. It's nice. Let warm me ask water you this: Were you operating the controls behind you, or were you facing them? I was not. I was not facing them. So isn't that weird? <laughs> got hot and cold behind you you're blind i was not facing it yeah i think you were doing it wrong (laughs) i think you ride it like a horse like a saddle and you got to get on where that stirrups are at in in the front you operate (laughs) i never saw stirrups either (laughs) oh and that's another thing we were talking about a, a public drying off towel what if there's public bidet soap come on i mean water will do 90% 90% of the work, but you really should get a little soap in there. And now you're using, like, the bar of soap that's... We're never going to make it. Oh, my God. That's awful. And if you see a pube on that, well, for sure. That would make sense. Anyway, I, I was just trying to figure out if I wanted a wall-mounted toilet or, or a floor-mounted toilet. But it's complicated in the basement because I'd have to jackhammer up 
the toilet drain and put it well, in the wall, and that's maybe. So, but, if, but if you had a uh, wall-mounted urinal, would you put that weird little blue disc in there? You have to. That you need the the disc. It's soap. Yeah, that's that is for for smell. I think to control the urine. I kind of smell. am actually very impressed with the uh, <clears throat> waterless. Yeah, freaking urinals. You don't I think those things are them. fucking cool. They're amazing. They're super Im- cool. Imagine that. Talk about environmentally sound. You're not even using a. But then you get your kids throwing their cigarette butts and their gum in there. My kids don't. My kids don't. And smoke. That, well, that's just what you always see in urinals, though. <laughs> cigarette butts, gum, and they're Chew. not even getting flushed down. Chew, Chew. God, loogies. <laughs> all right, all right. So let me ask you this: What are we, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about the bidet, or life in general, or where we want to go? Because all of the above. Where I've been in the last year was I got to the point when we ran out of toilet paper. Were you stealing toilet paper from the high school? Nope, nope. But we ended up with a one-ply. Oh, that's the worst. (laughs) That's times are tight when you get to the one-ply. And then you got to double it up, and it doesn't really serve its purpose, does it? No. It'll raw your ass out. All right, here we go. Okay, we're getting into it now. Toilet paper and how you wipe your ass. But but hold on, hold but, on. But, 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 but I, I I hear you there. I'm talking about just like dollars in general, dollars for paying the buck. Like we need a toilet paper in our house and we bought one ply. I didn't even think about it until until we brought it home. And <laughs> Is that I'm, a mistake or did you do that on purpose? Oh, you're saving money. No, I was I okay. thought we were saving money. Yeah, but it but turned out to, it turned out to be a big mistake. You can't do the heavy lifting with a one ply, <laughs> right? I mean, and then you get those days where you feel like you're wiping a marker. You know what I mean? It just never. And you're like, come on. And one ply, ply after ply after ply. It's not it's not happening. So we bought a we probably bought an eight pack of one ply. We probably still have six left. Yeah, because they're no good. We still have them. I'm gonna bring you one. You should just use them to teach. That's like emergency, uh, just like emergency rolls. It should be. We should put them in the car. I, I I will say that I've had a night or two where Kira's at work, and I'm like, oh, we're out of toilet paper. Can you grab a grab a roll from the restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's just, just convenience. convenience. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I think when people grow up and don't talk about how to properly wipe your ass. They do the roll, 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 five, six, seven plies, scrunch it up into a ball, wipe their ass one time, and throw that in the toilet. That is wrong if that's what you do. You grab three plies, fold them over so you've got one square that's three plies thick. You wipe your ass, then you fold it. You can wipe your ass again. Fold it a third time. You get three wipes out of three plies. You're safe because every fold is further from your asshole. And you only use three plies. Do that again, do that again. You don't do this bunching bullshit. That clogs your toilet. And I'm all about the wet wipes. (laughs) You do the heavy lifting with the toilet paper, and you do the fine detail work with the wet wipes. And you only use one wet wipe because that will fuck up your sewage system. Right, but it, I agree. Like, 
there's one commercial out there where a guy's taking a dry shower with toilet paper. How clean do you think you'll get without water and soap? A dry shower with... Yeah, you come in dirty after you've been outside running a marathon or something, and you're standing in your shower just wiping yourself down with dry toilet paper. A marathon or like four four miles? You're out there in in the mud and the rain. You're getting dirty. And now you're just cleaning yourself off with toilet paper, dry toilet paper. Back to my point, a bidet is amazing. A little yes. hot water to clean your Agreed. asshole, that's great. I, I agree. And short of a bidet, wet wipes. Yeah, okay. they're, they're cold. So if we're talking they're about the cold. time of the day, for me, it's in the morning. That way... What's in the morning? When my body wakes me up. You mean to take a shit? <laughs> when I got... Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, but, if you're dialed in at 6 a.m., that's awesome. Yeah. I, am, I got it rolling... Before I need to do anything, and that way when I shower, I'm as I'm as good as gold. <laughs> I need I need some coffee usually to get things moving. I got two or three cups of coffee. Hmm. Before I, you know, I just can't. Get I up. can do two or three cups, but it's the minute you put a little food on top of that. Oh yeah, it does it for you. Oh yeah, that's genius. But my body, if I have to go on a group ride, bike ride, if it knows I'm going on a group ride. Clamp shut. <laughs> when was the last time you we went on a group ride? Two years ago. <laughs> but it's frustrating. My body knows, like, mm. it's got that nervous, like, something's happening, I'm getting ready, and I need to crank one out. Nope. I've had so many group rides where I'm on red alert, just seconds away from disaster as I get to my house, because I've had to go for the last 15 miles. But there's no word. I mean, I've looked at bushes and people's houses to pull over and just, like, drop ass, like, drop it like it's hot because it is. And I've made it to my house, run in, and just... (laughs) It's happened to all of us. I've been... I'm not a runner, but on occasion, I'll force myself into a run. And if you haven't gone before the run, it's going to hit you. And it did. And you get hot tummy... Where suddenly it is just like, oh, God. Oh, and you're looking around for bushes anywhere that might be a little concealed. And it is painful. And it is only one way that's going. And it's going out. And it's going out soon. You, If you're on a run and pressure arises, you have to find an exit point. It's awful. And running does it if you haven't had the luxury of going before we were so the funny thing is like about five years ago my cousin um was selling his he had like a a travel trailer big it wasn't like a fifth wheel but it was big it was like a 30 foot travel trailer and we're in highlands ranch and it was like a summer night and he's like okay i got somebody come and look at this travel trailer so we've been drinking a few beers and we go out there and we're hanging out waiting for this person to arrive and this lady comes up and she's like, Oh my god, do you got a do you got a bathroom in there? And in your it, travel trailer? Yeah, in his travel trailer. I'm gonna unleash hell in your oh, yeah. travel she, trailer? No. She had to go so bad. Was she a large woman? No, she was she was a large woman. But the funny thing was, is like, I, there's nothing if, funny if, about if this. If you actually. own a travel trailer, like you have to winterize it, you have to 
empty the, the guts. Generally, yeah. people I know that have yeah. an RV do not poo in the RV. No, they don't. But but she, it was an emergency for this lady, and we were waiting for somebody to come check out this RV, and she was like, I to gotta sell go. it. Yeah, he and was gonna she sell wanted it to she, drop a bomb in it. She wanted to do something in it, and it was either pee or it was either number well, one or she two. She could have peed anywhere. Yeah, I'm guessing no. it was worse than that. <clears throat> yeah, no, it didn't happen. It was just you said was, sorry. I can't help you. <laughs> he you was like her? He, he did. I didn't. Oh. I I just was laughing my ass off. I mean, he sent her walking. Just, oh God! <laughs> he, he said no. Yeah, because it was. It was off season. It had already been winterized. Like you, or there's no water in it. So. Oh yeah. So, so it was like. So where'd she go? To the local Home Depot. Find she went. That, she went behind the school. I don't know. Oh man. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Should we get off a of poo? <laughs> you know, we we should get off a of poo, but I'll tell you, it's a serious topic for most people. Well, it's a it's a reality of every person. You know, some people have trouble with that going. Days, weeks, maybe. <clears throat> I'll say this last thing, and then we can move off the topic. But our our friend Phil Fuller, who is a PA and now and worked as an EMT for years, would come across homeless dudes who were vomiting up shit because it had backed up that far, where the only way for it was come out was out their mouth. I don't even know how to respond to that one. No, that so needs to no be response. that needs to be edited out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Way to ruin the vibe. Sorry, about Joel. That. Yeah. So mm. it got real there for a second. All right. So I think the only people that are actually going to p- potentially listen to this are our delinquent friends from Fort Lewis. So what do we have to say about the good old days of squawkers in Durango, Colorado in the late 90s? It's a broad topic. It's a broad topic, I think. I loved it. For me, I loved it because I think we all met and came together and we all had our own stories and and we all loved to share like our successes in high school and like how we were all like champions of our I think you're talking about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're and only I know. Maybe you were like <clears throat> swimming triathlon champion. Time or out. Something. Fuck you. <clears throat> it's about squawking. It's about talking about yourself. And that's what it is. Squawk. If you're if you're a squawker, you talk about yourself. You talk about your successes. Oh my god, like I was so great. When I was sixteen, I won the state championships of this. I was I had it was like your glory days, you know. And it was It's funny because that was four years of our lives. I know. Is it's <clears throat> such a Quick, but but now. but for a lot of us like that high school era and all of us coming together that's what we all did we we all squawked about how great we were in high school and before college and we were really no- nothing but we bonded because of it and it was fun it was like holy shit like really you were that good like what made you that good so, so, so you guys were all there for a year before i showed up there <laughs> And my first group ride memory. I remember your first group ride. You were in your all your yellow Scott shit and your yellow <laughs> Scott bike. And you looked about 12 years old. And you were thin and lanky. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. But it was also the first ride for your buddy Chris Bills. I and remember we, that. So we much. show up and 
I had already known Chris from like he was like downhill junior world champion or something, wasn't he? Or something he like was that? he was not a world champion, but he had like traveled or gone to worlds. Or he something. Had, yeah, he had gone to worlds and we had raced in worlds together in Vale and I think in Germany. Um, but we were loosely involved in the in the Schwinn team together, mountain bike team. Homegrown. And uh, so we show up and Dan Serwitz was on that group mountain bike ride and for some reason he had all these pictures of gay porn <laughs> all over his bike like on really? the back of his bike seat just had gay porn photos and had like weird random shit all over his bike and chris and i were like who what, who are who's this guy he looked like he was about 20 years older than us at the time because he was. Because he was. <laughs> I don't think he was, but. I think he's about 20 years old. Than most he just had that look. He was He was like a man. We were like kids going to college. The like, tr- I think this. You tr- could light a match on his chin. Oh. For sure. And he did have a sweet mullet. I, I think the truth is, we don't know how old Dan Serwitz <laughs> really is. Dan Serwitz is 57. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure he's 57. No, I don't think anybody knows how old he really is. I mean, he worked at Wagon Wheel. Yeah, he was 35 when he worked at Wagon Wheel. Like 20 years ago. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, so I have one other hilarious uh, Durango memory. And my mom was there, actually. And this involves you, Joel. I feel like we should leave our moms out of this. No, but this involves you because this was, we'd seen uh, some of your theories about being sick and drinking and drinking enough booze to make sure that it killed your sickness. If the theory is sound. Tell me your theory. Well, I feel like if you're sick and you have the flu, if you can raise your blood alcohol level, you know, to close to death, you and I'm not a doctor. There, there was a certain night where, for some reason, my mom was in town. I think it was my sophomore year in college. That's a shame. <laughs> and you'd been sick for a number of days. And you decided to test this theory unlike I've ever seen you test it. I think it almost killed you, but did it did it did it cure the cold? God, I don't remember. I'm alive, so I didn't die. I have photos. I'm not gonna put it on record here, but I have the photos. Yeah, I think I think I might have killed it. I think I probably came out just perfectly healthy the next day. I probably went and got breakfast and was fine. I do I do you remember the theory about Whiskey will kill anything. Yeah. They use alcohol to clean everything in hospitals. <laughs> why, why wouldn't it clean your blood? Yeah. That, Was that the same night that you rode a motorcycle through your house a few times? Yeah, I think so. Might have been. Yeah. And then, oh, no, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of, it's a lot of blur. A lot of those nights become one night. And they might I, have been multiple I did. Nights. I think I did drive the motorcycle through the house a few times because that made sense. Which house? Sunridge. Yeah, that's a whole different topic. What was that? Sunridge. Sun. Sun something. I don't know. 
Who else? Who else can we call into this thing? Oh. We should do some interviews with the boys. We definitely need, uh, we definitely need, uh, Drew. We need Jimmy. Jimmy need, we need we, point six. Point six would be in here for sure. <clears throat> I think we need Todd Wells. Yep. A little call in action. The Full Squawkers Podcast. Here we go. I mean, squawk. Does anybody else talk about squawking or like squawkers like we do? Like, who squawks about themselves? I mean, a lot of people do in life, but that was that was Fort Lewis College cycling team is about all about squawking about like your accomplishments. Oh, I was this. I was that. I was like, oh my god. Is that, is that where squawkers came from? Yeah, it was. It was like, oh, I'm the state champion from Iowa. I won all these races. I and everybody just talked about their accomplishments, and it was just really cool to think about it. But to brag about it in front of a bunch of other people that are better than you yeah. is just. It's just comical in a way because you're like, you suck. You're not that great yet. But you might have some accomplishments and like we all do too. But that's how we kind of saw that whole era was like people come in, they squawk about themselves. They're really proud about their sport or whatever they're doing. They represented it by what they wore every day to class. You know, whether you're like soccer, football, soccer basketball like you wore what you represented and in, for us as cyclists our friends wore their Pearl Izumi cycling vest to class <laughs> <laughs> and their <clears throat> cycling socks and so- stupid shit that like why would you wear that like that's what you wear yeah. when you ride but that's that's just part of the whole the whole thing. Now that I, I now that I think about it, I, I I can feel that pressure when I started there, because you guys had all been there. And I came in and I was like, I was probably a fucking full on squawker. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna wear my windbreaker <laughs> vest that I will wear riding to class. That has I don't all, think I ever did that. Oh yeah, I did. I did. I had all my the the club that I belonged to back in the Front Range Denver area had all their sponsors on there, like Pearl Izumi and did the Denver Spoke and like the little sponsors. Like I mean, it was like I, it, honestly, like it was cool because you felt really proud of of the people that supported that that team but you were kind of like promoting that in a way but you're like look look i'm a cyclist this is what i do this is who i am that's what you wanted people to know who you were um but it was it was cheesy too yeah but i think that's what was cool about the fort lewis scene is i came in there being ultra cocky and like had some success and you guys put me in my place I, th- I think I pulled through in performance and also in like personality, but fuck, I, 
It was it was a tough group to get into. Oh yeah, for sure. It was definitely <laughs> a tough group to get into. I, I wouldn't say there was a big initiation issue or that there was something weird that happened that way, but like it was there was a full on fucking initiation that you had to prove yourself as a human and you know I think it, you had to prove yourself more as a human than you had to do on the bike. Because everybody was kind of, bike. yeah. And you also had to like tell your story of who you were and where you're from yeah. and and what brought you there and all that. And I think that's what was kind of fun about it. And people are like, oh, cool. That's it's it was interesting because you're like, holy shit, this fucking guy is or or girl is fucking badass because she's from so and so state or whatever and it's just. This, she came here to be part of this program, this team, or whatever, and be a part of the program and blow it up. And, and, and I think that's what was kind of cool. And it was also kind of cheesy in a way, too, because for me, it's like, I don't know if I want to really brag about my past. Like, I want to improve about my future and where I want to be. Daddy? What? It's playtime downstairs. Oh boy. Well.
Sick of your life. 